This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to Wildcat Dojo Conversations, circa 2022. Wow. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Landon. And today we have another amazing episode, right? Us. Today we're joined by Nick from the BJJ Panda podcast. Hi, and thanks for being here. Hey, how are you? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm, I'm a little bit excited about today. Us. Hi, Nick. It's so nice to meet you. And I'm excited to hear about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and that you have a website called BJJPandas.com, right? I do. I do. That houses our podcasts along with a line of gear that we sell too. So, Oh, wow. I just heard about that. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Pretty excited. Is it all imprinted with BJJ Pandas? No. So it was actually started by my wife and uh, a friend of ours, another training partner of ours, one of our coaches, Elisa. They started what they call Shadow Realm BJJ. So if you think about the place that you go when things get dark, so you've really been working hard and if it's lifting weights or cross training or jujitsu or whatever, and you just worked yourself to the point where you're uh, just pure exhaustion and it kind of goes dark a little bit and you're foggy. That's the shadow realm. So they li- we like to live in that shadow realm, right? We like to push ourselves as hard as we can. So they started that and it's specifically geared towards women because women were having a tough time finding geese that fit. So they designed this line. We've worked with some manufacturers to develop uh, exactly for women to be different in the chest and in the hips. So the rest of the gi fits well, and it still fits in the chest and the hips. So that was kind of how it came about. And then I'd been doing this podcast, and some guys said, hey, why don't you do BJJ Panda gear too? And I'm like, meh, good idea. So <laughs> so we have both the Shadow Realm and the BJJ Pandas. That's so cool. Is it all under the heading of the BJJ.com? Can they find Shadow Realm so- on that? Yeah, so there's a link there. If you click the gear button, that'll bring you right to awesome. the Shadow Realm site. That'd be worth uh, looking but ShadowRealmBJJ.com or uh, BJJPandas.com. Cool. I'm Excellent. always looking for geese that fit. So, <laughs> yeah. what color do it's you hard, guys right? wear in, in your gyms? So, we can wear any color we want to. Uh, it's kind of preferred that we wear black, blue, or white. So, the IBJJF. Their colors are blue, white, and black. So to compete, that needs to be the color of the gi. But there's some, like my wife has a, a green, like a lime green gi and a yellow gi and predominantly black, blue, and white. Cool. And we understand, and you've mentioned it a few times already today, which is awesome, that you co-founded the BJJ Panda podcast. And like us, you're on uh, Facebook and Instagram, right? I am. BJJ Pandas and BJJ underscore Pandas on Instagram. They need the underscore on Instagram? Okay, so if they (laughs) want to look them up, folks, that's the way to go. So, Nick, I don't want you to forget to send me a link to your podcast so I can put it in my show notes, okay? For sure, yeah. BJJ Panda Journeys, Stories from the Mat is the name of the podcast. And it's all about different people's journeys through jujitsu, both on the mats and then things that they've kind of lived through off the mats also. Wow. Okay, Let's formally get started, even though we've had a great conversation already. <laughs> uh, sensei, can I begin? Please do. All right. So I was wondering, did you study any martial arts before joining BJJ? I did. So a long, long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I did do Taekwondo when I was a kid. And you know, I was always enthralled. This was back in uh, 80s. So yeah, I'm old <laughs> for this sport. So back in the 80s, you know, everybody wanted to do Kung Fu and be a Kung Fu master. And I wanted to also. So I started doing Taekwondo at a local CYO. Unfortunately, that was not very long lived. I learned how to count to 10 in Korean. So that was kind of cool. I don't mm. remember it now. We, <laughs> but that's how we do our warm ups. We'd count to 10 to do all the, the warm up pieces. And it got to the belt test where I was going to get my next belt. 
And there's a cost involved for that at this particular gym. And my parents didn't have any money to pay for it. So I just kind of stopped going. And that was really where my really formal martial arts ended. I did pick up wrestling in high school. I did it for one semester. I was definitely on the bigger side in high school. So I ended up being the practice dummy for the seniors, which was not a lot of fun. So I would just go to, to practice. And of course, we do all the warmups and the drilling and everything, which nobody really likes to do that stuff. It's more conditioning. And then we get to the fun part and I just get smashed and sat on and picked up and slammed. And yeah, after one season of that, I said, that's enough. And I stopped doing that. So that in a nutshell is my martial arts slash combat training. Wow. Your history. Yeah. I'm I'm interested in the transition from that to BJJ, but I do want to ask you a question first, if you don't mind. Uh, do you always call where you train a gym? It depends. So there's there's a couple different styles of I'm gonna call it leadership within the BJJ community. So if you think about the history of jujitsu in general, judo certainly was first, very formal martial art through you know Japanese style. Then jujitsu, which again, Japanese, again, very formal, very rigid. And then BJJ or Brazilian jujitsu. And now we're starting to hear up AJJ or American jujitsu. Pretty much the same thing, just a little more wrestling in the American jujitsu style. But that Brazilian jujitsu style, the original Brazilian jujitsu style, going back to Gracie's and Almeida and folks like that, very strict, very rigid. And you know, those are called gyms. You're going to the gym to, to train. As things have, have kind of progressed, it's become a lot more about the mental aspect. So a lot of places started calling them schools because you're learning, you're being taught. So school is a very common term. Gym is a common term. Dojo, we don't use. So in the judo community, dojo is used. Mm. In the Brazilian jiu-jitsu community, dojo is not used. That's so, so interesting. That would be a gym or a school. Uh, well, but since we train in a dojo where Japanese style, please forgive us if we end up calling the gym a dojo. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll do our no worries not at all. To, but I'm going to train no you worries all. At all. Okay. I'm going to push this on here. I'm actually interested in your take on this concept. You did wrestling in high school and now you do a, a form of grappling. How do mm. they compare your memories of high school and what you do now? The technology. So I think in jujitsu specifically, it's a lot more technique and a lot more mental. In wrestling, it's a lot more athleticism and explosiveness. So that fast oh. twitch muscle system, right. you're using a lot more of that in wrestling, where in jiu-jitsu, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, you're almost, in, in some instances, trying to slow the game down. Huh. <clears throat> where in wrestling, when you watch wrestling, it's a fast-paced, constant, exploding, going, 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 going. And you know, certainly there's times that that's the way in, in jiu-jitsu, but I think it's much more cerebral. I also think there's more styles. So if you think about wrestling, you've got catch wrestling, you've got Greco-Roman wrestling, college wrestling. So there's very specific styles. Similar to that in jiu-jitsu, there's not only different styles like gi or no gi, but then you've even got styles beyond that where you're talking about topside players or bo guard players, bottom side players. Takedown is one aspect where somebody might be really good at it mm -hmm. or they're not. And if they're not, how do they adapt? Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot more personalization. So, you know, I'm a bigger guy. I'm 260. I'm six foot. I don't play from bottom a lot. I, I usually try to stay on top and use my weight, mm -hmm. my strength, my heaviness. And you can do that where in wrestling, you're forced to be put in all three positions, right? You start from your feet, you start from the top, you start from the bottom. So in jujitsu, you don't necessarily get started from anywhere other than your feet. Mm -hmm. And where you go from there is really up to you how you get there. So I think that's probably the biggest difference between the two. Very interesting. Uh, and again, just the, the thought and continuous evolving of the sport where wrestling's kind of been what it has been, right? Greco-Roman's been around since 
Greco-Roman times. We did wrestling. We <laughs> investigated wrestling on this podcast, and it took us four episodes so far, and we are still putting together some notes for our fifth one. We're not even uh, <laughs> done talking about it, it I yet. mean, it goes back till forever, number one, and there is a lot uh-huh. to say. My favorite episode by far and away was the one we did on the professional wrestling because they're hilarious. Yes. <laughs> they're fun. Yeah. Right. It's showmanship. Yeah. And because I listened to one of your episodes, so this is an awesome transition into your podcast. Give myself a drum roll. Uh, <laughs> I know that your teaching style in your gym is to let the kids play games, have fun. Mm-hmm. I could tell from the episode I listened to, and I'm all for that. I, I just really think it's important not to put too much pressure on kids. And I felt that you guys were that way in your gym. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we have a lot of kids that compete too. Oh, wow. And that can be a lot of pressure. And we have a lot of parents that sit by the sidelines and they, of course, add pressure to that whole environment. And that was actually why we started BJJ Pandas. So the way that whole thing started was buddy of mine, Sean, Sean Snyder, shout out to Sean and myself, we were getting close to our next level uh, from white to blue. And I knew I had gone to a tournament. I knew I needed to pick up my cardio and Sean wanted to do the same thing. So we started running every morning and then it started to get cold and I don't like the cold because I'm kind of a you know, wimp. Uh, so, <laughs> I doubt that. So I'm like, let's let's go to the gym and let's let's practice jujitsu. We'll we'll train. So we did, and we started inviting some of the parents because it's a lot less intimidating. So most jujitsu schools are going to be MMA schools, and when people hear MMA or think MMA, they're thinking gritty, big, nasty, you know, just aggressive type A personalities. That's their mental picture. That's not me, uh, nor is it Sean. Right. So it was much less intimidating to say, hey, why don't you try it out? So we had parents of those kids that were sitting on the sidelines yelling, do this, do that, when they didn't know. Now actually doing jujitsu, a couple of them realized how hard it was. They actually stopped, but they stopped yelling at their kid too. <laughs> well, right? so I mean, then I guess the you of, accomplished your goal. <laughs> yeah, look, if you're not going to do it, don't yell at your kid for doing right. it wrong when you don't do it at all, right? That was kind of my philosophy. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, BJJ yep. Pandas is, can, could I say this and not be incorrect, a subsidy of the gym itself? It's within the gym, but there are different levels or how is that working? I, I'm confused. So Panda Power Hour was what I named my class in the morning, right? So that was at the gym. It was kind of a goof. I think Sean and I came up with it and we were the pandas. Got it. Uh, our style is very much panda. It's playful. It's fun. It's rolly. It's not you know athletic or no growling animals. We're just two fun-loving guys, uh, but we can be serious at the same time, right? So we were pandas. So we started Panda Power Hour, and then I looked at him and said, let's start a podcast, and we agreed, and we said, what should we call it? It turned into BJJ Panda Journeys, and then I'm like, well, let's just start the Gee Line and the BJJ Pandas, and it's kind of evolved from there. So BJJ Pandas, other than the fact that we a lot of us train at that school or we're at Team Sean Hammond's school or affiliate, uh, that's really where the similarity between the two or the parity between the two ends. Uh-huh. Well, what I'm curious, Nick, is you've been in podcasting now for a while. What's been the biggest challenge that you've had in the time that you've been podcasting? Easy one to answer. Figuring out when and who to launch when, Ah. if that makes sense. And I screwed this up big time. I had a person who was very heavily invested in the military community, who also practices Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a brown belt, really accomplished guy. He's like number three in the world in his division. And he was on our, our show perfect for Veterans Day or Memorial Day, right? Like, I mean, that would have been obvious choice. I didn't do that. (laughs) So so I launched his podcast like three weeks before we got to it. And I was like, Jesus, I should have done his. Ah, Ah. wow. 
and veterans is a whole subject. I'm sure there's a ton of podcasts out there for them and about them, but boy, are they amazing people, correct? There is. There's actually Vet with a Mic. I'm going to give a quick shout out to Ryan, a vet with a mic. He has a podcast as well, and it's all about holding up the veteran community. Oh. In fact, I was just on his podcast not too long ago, and he was on mine where we talk about that analog between jujitsu specifically and how that's helped vets and the mental uh, mental aspect of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think one of the big differences about jiu-jitsu that I've found between other martial arts and jiu-jitsu is the ability to test the practice, right? You drill, drill, mm-hmm. drill, doing katas, you're working on positions, you're moving, and then being able to spar, but spar at a close to 100% without truly hurting anyone. Mm -hmm. I do kickboxing as well. And we'll do give and take, and we'll even do sparring rounds, but they're usually at like 40, 50%. I mean, you take a head kick at 80%, you're going down. Like that's not a sustainable way to train. In jiu-jitsu, because it's joint manipulation and it chokes, you can catch it before it actually becomes a problem typically, right? Uh, So if you're going 75%- I'm sure you've seen injuries. Yeah. Well, and with good training partners, they're far and few between, but they certainly happen. Yes, because we also see injuries and we also practice very uh, good courtesy and safety measures. We do our best. But I want to know what was your favorite thing so. so far about doing the podcast. The journeys. I do coach. And one of the cliche things about a coach, especially when they get asked things like, when's my next promotion coming or what do I need to do to get better? And I'll tell you, the reason I started this particular podcast was because when I got promoted, it was about six months behind three other guys that started at the same time. And I'm like, you know, I know I'm older. I know I'm not as athletic, kind of fat. Like, I, you know, I get it. But geez, why aren't I getting promoted? What am I doing wrong? And I asked my head instructor, and I asked him, I said, you know, what can I do differently? And is there something I'm doing that, that I shouldn't be or something that I should be doing and I'm not? And he just looked at me and said, you know, everybody's journey is different. You're doing the right things. Keep training, keep practicing, keep coming, and it'll happen. And I get it. He didn't have any specific advice for me, but, you know, come on. That's just kind of a, a non, non-answer. And all of a sudden, something happened, and I kind of realized that one of the people that I was comparing myself to, which is exactly what I was doing, had been coming in in the mornings. And he'd been training twice a day. I don't mean training once a day. The other guy that I was, again, comparing myself to, he'd been doing private lessons with one of our other coaches. Didn't see that. Didn't know that. So all of a sudden, it becomes very different of you know how they got their promotion versus what I was doing to get my promotion. And it wasn't I was doing anything wrong. My journey was not to train two times a day. Mm-hmm. My journey was to train once a day. So that kind of put it into perspective, and I really became fascinated by all the different journeys that people have been on, and I wanted to hear their individual journeys. So Sean did his with me. I did mine with him. And then we started interviewing different people. And one of the things that actually got an email from somebody right out of the gate, it was like my fourth episode, I think. And one of the the people that listened said, hey, I actually belong to another team, Sean Hammond's gym. And I'd heard of these people, but I don't know them. I don't get to train a whole lot because I have a job and kids and a life. And it really helped me connect with the team, Sean Hammonds. And I was like, wow, that's really powerful. Like, it helped him awesome. push through that training. And then we had somebody else on who, again, been around for a long time. I got an email telling me that between this person and another person, there would have been kind of longstanding, I don't want to call it a feud, but it was definitely a disagreement. Like they didn't really like each other all that much. And through hearing each other's stories, they reached out to each other and squashed the entire wow. thing. Wow. That's really cool. So, yeah. So it was things like that that just keep me going through this. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to give people a voice that wouldn't otherwise have that voice. And, and just the, the people sharing with me, absolutely amazing. Okay. So we're recommending you guys take a listen to this podcast. I think you've been on a couple of years. No, heck, we've only been on since uh, 
what is it, October? Oh, wow. September, October? Yeah, so, so it's been a short time. It's been a big big ramp up quickly. Though. Four or five months? Yeah. And yeah. how often do you um, publish? So we do once a week. We publish on Mondays. So we used to publish at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. Well, so we were going to do it at 5.30 in the morning. That's when we train. That's our Panda Power Hours, 5.30 a.m. Holy cow, mister. Uh, Wow. (laughs) We are still deep into our pillow. Oh, yes. Most people are. And getting people up and moving Uh, that early in the morning can be challenging. But we have, yeah, we have our 5.30 a.m. class that Sean and I teach. And then I come back and train at night too. So I train twice a day, usually Yikes, four six days a week. You train every yeah, morning at 5.30? We do. So two days a week we do, no, not every morning, Fridays we don't, but we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays we do jujitsu and on Monday and Wednesday we do strength training. Ah, nice. About how many people are in the jujitsu in your area, would you say? Oh man. Uh, boy, I mean, I can tell you we have tournaments. Uh, we just had the Cincinnati national championship i guess or, or it was a fuji national championship they held in cincinnati and there were people from like pittsburgh and virginia so they're you know probably four or five hours away but there were over i think over 900 people at that tournament, wow. and that was just the people competing right, right? that right. wasn't everyone who trains also but doesn't compete so i mean i would guess there, there's at least a dozen schools in our area and each one probably has anywhere from 30 to 150 members oh, wow. so wow so it, know, probably a couple thousand in this area and, and it's children to it adults. is very deep yeah yeah, so they start at four, typically, is the youngest that they'll right. go. And in jiu-jitsu, uh, there's a belt ranking system for kids, and that stops at 16. So oh, once you're 16, okay. you're then eligible for an adult belt. Oh. So yeah, kids is four to 16, and then or four to 15, and then 16 up to- Whatever. And there's a woman who's 63 who just got her black belt. So Good for her. Uh, they, uh, as long as you can train. So first off, thank you so much for coming on this show. Well, before I start to close this out, I absolutely want to say, is there anything I forgot to ask that you would like to add in? No, I think if people are interested in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in any way, my recommendation is stop into a couple of gyms, right? And I think this is probably true for any martial art. Yep. Anything you learn. We agree. Right, we is, totally is, agree. Right? So we, and we offer three free classes at our gym. And I think most gyms do that. Take advantage of that. I think what I've seen a lot is people will go into jiu-jitsu, they'll start as a white belt. And jiu-jitsu is a bit different than some other martial arts where it takes upwards of a decade to get a black belt. It's pretty standard, you know, 10 to 12 to 15 years for a black belt. So it's a very long, long journey. And I think what happens is you get into a gym out of happenstance, right? You Googled the closest gym and that's the one you go to. And you don't know what's right and what's wrong because you don't know any different. So you you put up with stuff you probably shouldn't put up with in some cases. Yes. Because you don't know anything. We agree. So I think my advice would be definitely test different gyms and see what you like and what you don't like. Coaching style. How does the gym feel? What's the vibe? How are the people? And the second thing I would say is that continuing on is is challenging as well because there's so many opportunities to get to a level. Mm-hmm. So typically your blue belt will take anywhere from you know a year and a half to three years, depending on how consistent and often you mm-hmm. train. It's a long time to get to your first color, mm-hmm. right? But I think it's it's really about what is the sport doing for you and how does it make you a better person? And if you keep that in mind, as long as you continue to enjoy it, you continue to do it. And I, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned from doing jujitsu. So many things that you say exactly mirror what we go through in our dojo. We are also a long time to get a col- our first color belt because you call them tips. We call them stripes. We put them on the beginning belt. We call them stri- yep. So we completely understand. I want to say to the audience real quick, if you want to reach out to Nick to hear more about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, or maybe you all have people in the South Florida area or anywhere where you might be listening to this, you can reach him again on Facebook, PJJ Pandas. 
And if you underscore it, it's in Instagram. Now, how does that work? BJJ underscore pandas? That's exactly right. Yep. Give me BJJ five. I got pandas. it. Nice work. <laughs> what a fun interview, right, guys? What oh, thank you, interview. Nick. It was so much well, fun. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. This is great. And we time. told them how to reach out to him. I think that we should tell them how to reach oh, out to us. Thank you, Landon. You can contact us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. Facebook is Wildcat Dojo. YouTube and our website is wildcatdojo.com. Instagram's Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Conversations. Thank you. And you can email us at dojo conversations at aol.com. Wow, that was fast. All right, guys. Do you have anything else you want to share? Thank you so much. Thank you. This is this is great. Thanks a lot. Please tell everybody in your family we said hello and our best. And plus, tell Sadie she's an awesome podcast star. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Will do. She'll enjoy hearing that. Definitely. And on that note, I think I'll, I'll close it out. Say goodbye to our audience, Nick. Guys, thanks so much. A pleasure being on. I really appreciate the time today. This has been a lot of fun. So thank you so our much. My pleasure too. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Thank you. And see you next week. And on that note... I am signing out. Before we go, let's mention our sponsor, Honor Athletics. That's right, Sensei. Make them your go-to source for all your karate needs and more. Us. You can contact them at honor-athletics.com or give them a call at 770-945-5150. And please mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. Thanks, thanks guys. guys. Oh, we did it backwards. Instead of saying honor athletics in the front, we said it. Thanks guys in the back. I loved it. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.